simulation by way of mobile devices welcome to another exciting episode of the atomic podcast and here is your host of the show Efren Guzman ladies and gentlemen welcome to the atomic podcast uh, my guest today he's a director he's a writer he's an actor you probably know him best for that little movie called the christmas story ladies and gentlemen mr zach ward zach man how are you doing I'm good, brother. How you doing? How's New York treating you? Um, New York is treating me good, man. You know, um, I'm watching the people who smell like crap in the train. Um, watching out that I don't, I don't step on gum on the steps. But other than that, I'm fine, man. How about you? How's everything in La La Land? Uh, it's good. It's been crazy windy. Uh, it's it's like it sounds like you're in a tornado. It is. Actually, I'm looking in my backyard, and there is crap from across the street up in my tree. It looks like something peed. The tree in my backyard that is freaking awesome okay but it's good i'm not gonna complain it's like in uh, in the 70s it's weird you know i was just in toronto seeing my mom for her 80th birthday it's nice and cold i'm walking down the streets it's uh, a city fly back and i'm right back here in uh and it's 80 degrees and it's just fucking nuts i know wow i know because you're um, you're from let's talk about that you're from toronto and toronto is so cold out there do you yeah. miss do you miss toronto do you miss being around yeah. in your home environment yeah, I love Toronto. Toronto's a fantastic city. It's like, you know, New York can be shitty and cold too, but it's the energy, the people that drives you, the divide. And uh, Toronto's got a fantastic, fantastic synergy. And lots of people I know there from when I was a kid. So it's great to visit again and, and see everyone. Plus, my mom turned 80, which is awesome. Yeah, well, happy birthday, yeah. to, your, happy birthday to your mom, man. Thanks very much. Man, I, was she also like the influence that got you into acting as well? Yeah, she's still acting now. She's uh, she's 80 years old. She started acting when she was like 23, 24. Mm-hmm. Went to RADA, Royal Academy of Dramatic Acting in England, and then uh, started uh, performing in Canada. And um, she's actually in my movie that comes out May 3rd. Oh, okay. Well, um, we'll definitely get into that. But um, um, how did how did you start? I know your mother hooked you up with the whole acting thing, right? How did you how did you foray into acting? You yourself. Well, I was uh, traveling with my mom and she did plays and uh, was performed in films. I get to watch people. So for me, yeah, I get to, um, I watch other people's performances and I knew a little bit about uh, Shakespeare because my mom would read it to me. And so I started feeling I did was something I could do. And uh, eventually I just completed so she let me try it. Um, and then I started going to commercial auditions. And then um, about six months after going to commercial auditions, I got my first commercial. And then I did, I did Dolly Madison ice cream, and then it was like a Jello commercial. And then when yeah. I was 13 years old, I got a Christmas story, the first film. Yeah. Well, let's just talk about a Christmas story because I'm sure you're probably getting sick and tired of talking about a Christmas story. But no, 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 no. You don't. I mean, the thing is, uh, lightning strikes once usually. Yeah. And, and doing a movie like Christmas Story is a huge honor, and it has an amazing effect on people, and it's a great thing to be to share with people. So I, I'm never tired of it. Oh, do people tell you that they're sick of seeing you 24 hours on Christmas on a Christmas story, or they love it? They love it. <laughs> well, um, how did you get the role of a Christmas story? You had to audition with a lot of people for that role? Yeah, it was a cow call. You go in, there's 300 other kids, and you come back, it's 200, 150, 30, 10, and then you get the phone call, you got the job. So it was just, you know, punch it out. No, and you were so good as the bully. Are you a bully in real life? No, I went to eight different schools before 
junior high. My name's Zach. I had a dog named Tinkerbell, a miniature poodle. I didn't play hockey. So I got beat up quite a lot. Um, so I, for me, it was just making fun of the guys who used to beat me up. <laughs> and, um, um, you know, you had a lot of great actors on that set. Um, Peter Billingsley. And, um, you know, you guys still have conventions and you guys still see each other. Um, is that probably the only film that you, like, have a click with those um, original cast? Is that, say that again? I said, I said is, uh, out of all the movies you did, are those are the only people you still see on a regular basis? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I see Scotty Schwartz and Yano and I and Ian Petrella. I don't really see Peter Billingsley. He's busy um, making big, big, big movies. Uh, so he's, you know, rocking and rolling. He doesn't really go do the charity fundraiser things like we do, but I see the rest of the guys. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. And then, um, you know, you're pretty much in, in everything. People are like, oh, my God, I've seen him in Transformers, or I've seen him in Resident Evil, or I've seen him in this and that. Um, you're always getting work, regardless of what you're doing. Um, it, it, what does that, you know, like, you know, because a lot of people do films that are like genre films, but then it's hard for them to get work. You're always seeing to get work. Like, what is it? You keep going to auditions or people ask for you? Uh, a little bit of both. Oh, okay. I'm, all, I'm always on one. Oh, that's right. Life is a hustle, man. Life is always a hustle. And you're also into directing, too, as well, right? Yeah, I just produced two feature films last year and directed one of them, and it comes out May 3rd. It's called Restoration. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes out on digital, so it'll be on video on demand and iTunes May 3rd. Restoration. Oh, well, um, how did you, how did you transition from acting into directing? Did somebody hook you up, or this is something you found, like something you like ventured into? I ventured into it on my own. I've been on, you know, I've done over a hundred movies. I've done a bunch of TV series and, and uh, guest stars and so forth. And so I've been on sets my whole life. It just got to a point where um, I wanted to get the shot, so I just saved my money and then I shot stuff. And then I started doing short films and then spec pilots and uh, you know, built my way up till I could get a film that I could direct. So it was just hustle again. Yeah. Is there anybody like you pattern yourself after, or or you just have your own niche of um directing? You no, know, I, I directing. I think I think the reality is, as a director, you steal uh, you steal inspiration from everybody you watch. Yeah. You know, every time you see a see a movie, you get ideas, and then the more you study them, the more you're able to turn that into something that's your own vision as opposed to theirs. Yeah. So it's just like reading books. You know, you read the more you read, the better writer you become. The more you uh, watch and analyze film, the better of a director you become, and the more you learn how to edit and work with cameras, the better a director you become. Mm. So it, it is it is like a muscle. You have to keep on flexing it. Yeah. And um, um, what what particular genre has your interest more? Is it like the horror genre? <laughs> no, I like them all, to be honest. Like, yeah. uh, there's not... I, any good filmmaker, any good film, it inspires me. You know, it, it can be a horror film from the 70s. It could be a theory of everything. Uh, it could be um, Ocean's Eleven, the original or the remake. It could be the original Star Wars. It, yeah. it, they all have their pieces in there that are just amazing. And so you get to, you get to suck the juice out of it and try and, and make your own Oh, all right. So it's, it's nothing really in particular that really like you know, like you know how some people just go to McDonald's and they'll always get a Big Mac. There's nothing really in particular. No. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah, I'm not that guy. 
<laughs> all right, all right. Um, um, how would you describe yourself, Zach? Like, what kind of guy are you? Like, you know, out of work and hanging out with the boys or whatever. Like, what type of guy are you? Are you like the funny guy? You're like the sarcastic guy? Like, you know? I, I don't know. I, I think like anybody, we're a mix of the different personalities that we, we stem from. My father uh, reads a lot of books. He probably reads like three or four books a week. Wow. Uh, my mother's very spiritual. Um... I love technology. I have friends of mine who are nuclear I have friends of mine who are um, animatronics builders and creators. I have friends of mine who are comic book artists. Uh, and I like to be exposed to all those environments. I like to go to an art gallery opening, and I love going to see Deadpool. So <laughs> I think like pop culture has not be, has stopped being a bad word anymore. And since there's so much that you can draw from. So, um, yeah, you know, I'll watch YouTube videos that are silly and I'll watch stupid cat jumping in a box at the same time. I'll look on, uh, Slash Gear and I'll start, uh, seeing what NASA has talked about with the collision of, uh, two black holes in outer space so that they can figure out what the sound of, um, Einsteinian gravitational theory is. And I find all that really interesting. Man, tell me how brilliant was Deadpool, man. That was an awesome movie. Oh, yeah, that was great. What is it, the biggest opening box office of a R-rated film in history? Yeah, yeah. For yeah, comic cool. franchise, yeah. Um, are you a fan of, the? I guess, the whole Marvel and the DC franchise? Um, yes and no. I mean, I, I actually haven't gone to see uh, Superman vs. Uh, Batman yet because I've been working on uh, Restoration coming out. Um... I really do love the Marvel Universe. I gotta be honest, I got to the age of Ultron, and I couldn't care. Um, it became too watered down for me. It became, it looked like a video game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like, the new Star Wars, I didn't really care for. So, it, it depends upon the film. It depends upon the style and the honesty of the writing. Mm. Uh, there's some things I love, and other things I just go, okay. Yeah. And maybe it's just because I'm getting older and I've been exposed to a bunch of it and I read all those comics when they were not collector's editions. Yeah. So, um, getting back to your film, and you're talking about these films with Restoration, how, um, are, if this is your passion film, how would you make this film, like, um, compared to the other films you talked about and um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the films that you were disappointed with, um, how would you make this film interesting for you and for the viewers? I don't have uh, $300 million to make the movie, number one. Okay. So <laughs> you're, you're, you have very different worlds that you're, you're scampering in, and you have to be realistic but with what you can execute. Um, mm -hmm. you know, Restoration is a suspense thriller. Uh, it's a, a supernatural suspense thriller film. Mm -hmm. And so my key goal was to make characters, because I wrote the film as well as produced and directed it, uh, and I'm in it. So I wear a lot of hats, but um, my goal was to make the characters uh, as believable as possible, both female and male, so there's someone that a modern audience, whether they're a woman or a man, can watch and identify with and feel like this person's making realistic decisions in a, an unrealistic environment, and therefore it brings the audience with the story. And I, I really think that that's... Um, that's the thing that you have to fight for, you know, it's, it's consistency of environment. You, know, you look at Harry Potter, and he's got a wand, and they yell silly words while they 
kill each other or they zap each other with magic. Nobody pulls a gun out of their pocket and shoots the other person. Mm-hmm. However, Harry Potter lives in a world that basically goes from like mm, 1980s to the 1990s. So they could have had cell phones. They could have had a pistol, but it would have broken the laws of the world they lived in. And just the same way with like, you know, the reason why Spider-Man 3 didn't work out, the original Spider-Man, yeah. is when, you know, his spidey sense just stops working because he's in a bad mood or, you know, the... Uh, the venom suit hits the ground 80 feet from him and he's not aware of it. So you have to be consistent with your world, otherwise there's no rules to follow with. So it's like landing that value and creating enough backstory for it so that it makes sense to the audience, even though in reality, it's all made up. Mm. So, so you put a lot of thought and effort. Also, your acting. Is it too much stuff for you to juggle, or you love the pressure that's on you right now? Um, I love the pressure. Uh, at the same time, uh, um, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. There's definitely a lot to do. So, but, you know, this is, a, this is an indie film, so you're doing it because you put your heart into it, and you're climbing up a hill, pushing that rock like Christopher and trying to get something accomplished uh, and hoping that people will watch it and give you a thumbs up so you can go on to the next one and and then people will respect what you're doing. Yeah. I'm starting from the beginning. You you know, you um you probably had different jobs. What was like the worst job you ever had and then um why did you leave it? Uh, I was a newspaper boy when I was eight. Uh, <laughs> in Toronto. And that sucked. It was it just sucked. Getting up at five o'clock in the morning, throwing up, throwing those papers along the route when it's like five feet now. It was ridiculous. Um, uh, sometimes working with my dad, doing plumbing, uh, oh, taking wow. out a, a waistline, and then having to pull human poop out of a long pipe and get it. I mean, just gross, just gross. Well, I would say those were the worst. Wow, so you could say you had a man-man job. You know how some people say, oh, a man job is doing being a plumber or building a house. So you did those type of works as well, right? Yeah, I've built houses. I've been a plumber. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Um. Also, how has acting changed your life? What is so special about the craft to you? The, the, the cool thing about acting that I love so much is, and I guess I wouldn't, well, acting by itself, I'd say that you're constantly, your story keeps on developing because if you're telling your story at as a kid, you know very little. Yeah. And then as you get older, your simple, your acting creates more levels of depth because your story has more depth. So if you're a 14 year old kid and you have your first kid and you say, I love you, well, that's nice. But there's no responsibility to that statement. There's no gravitas to saying I love you to someone. When you're older um, and there's more at stake, and maybe you have kids or uh, someone's got cancer and you say, I love you, then when you say that, it means so much more because there's so much more responsibility. So even though you're saying the exact same line, you're saying so much more than you were before. And that's the cool thing about acting, that you get to tell the story of your life through your performance, not always in the same movie, obviously, unless it lasts the length of your life, but... As you as you continue to grow, you're telling the story of your life experience, mm-hmm. and um, that doesn't stop until you die, mm-hmm. and that's kind of cool. 
Yeah. Um, what is your greatest regret, Zach? Uh, I didn't start filmmaking earlier. Mm. I wish I wish I had, you know, I wish I had gotten a camera and gone to school for it when I was a kid, as opposed to starting eight years ago. Wow, that's great. Well, wow. like, what the, the you feel the passion of directing, right? The passion of writing, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, it's empowering. It, it allows you to sit down and make a universe by yourself, and then uh, put it out into the world and potentially affect other people and have people respond to what's inside you without needing an entire crew and lots of money. Yeah. So the more you can do by yourself, the more you can affect yourself. How long does it how long does it take for you to create your own universe? You know, there's already people who are directing like let's say Star Trek, they're already directing established universe. Right. Um what is the process like what brain child that you have to go through in your mind to create, you know, your own story, your own genre? Like how long does it take you? It's it depends upon the project. I mean, you know, it's uh, like restoration lives in our world, yeah. but it also lives in the world of ghosts and spirits and the soul. So when you're getting into that universe, you start doing your research on what are the values, uh, what religious values are you pulling from, what standard belief systems are you utilizing, and so you start reading more and more and more. Uh, but that exists a lot. Obviously, there's a lot of religions, a lot of belief systems, so you get the more opportunity to pick and choose. Uh, some of the projects I've written haven't been made yet. Um, they're bigger uh, budget films, like in the 20 to $40 million range. Wow. Um, and no, they haven't been made yet. They've just been written. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, when you're getting into those worlds and you're creating something that doesn't exist yet, um, then it's almost like a it's almost like a video game or a comic book in the sense that you say, okay, so uh, Ephraim gets bit by a radioactive spider. Yeah. Okay, so what does a radioactive spider do to you? Are you going to be shooting webs out of your ass and swinging upside down? <laughs> well, no one wants to see that, even though that's the, the physiognomy of that is actually more accurate than shooting it out of your wrist. <laughs> so what, what do we take and what do we put into the comic book? So... With some of the films that I've written that haven't been made yet, but are more world values, um, I do. I use so I write in final draft the script, mm -hmm. but my research and my reference material I drop into Microsoft Word so that I can just spew crap and then trim it out later. But then I'll start writing backstories for each character and seeing what their quote superpowers are. Yeah. You know, so uh, if this person is a ghost, do they walk through walls? Do they only manifest when this happens? If this person is a, a Bigfoot, what does it mean to be a Bigfoot? You know, and you write the stories out and what their experience would be, trying to put yourself inside their head. It, it does take a lot more time than those ones. Yeah. Well, how many have you written yet that's in the back burner? How many um, stories have you written? Uh, scripts. Finished scripts. Your scripts. Wow. All right, and yeah. are, are they all different genres? Like, are they like yeah. horror, romantic? There's a, no, I know I haven't done any, well, done some romantic comedies, but they're not really rom-coms as much as they are comedies that are, that have a, have a love interest. Uh, a lot of them are, I've got sci-fi, horror, action-adventure, um, 
and comedy. I haven't really gotten into drama, I'll be honest. Yeah. Uh, it's not a, it's not a, I haven't had a story to tell inside that area. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure when I do, uh, I will, I'll start writing it. But I've written about 15 scripts, uh, and then that haven't been made. And then in the last uh, year, I wrote uh, four that are being made. So the two movies that I wrote are with James Cohen Bressick are Restoration and Bethany. That uh, James directed Bethany, I directed Restoration. Yeah. And then I wrote another film by myself called The Terror of Halloween. Uh, and that's, uh, they shot that, and that's in post right now. That's going to be really cool. Um, and then we're, James and I are writing another one right now for a movie of the week for Lifetime. So that's uh, it's called Stillwater. Oh, oh and it is. for shooting later on this month. Oh, that's going to be for the Lifetime Network? Yeah. Oh, wow, that's pretty cool because Lifetime gets a lot of buzz regardless if people like those type of movies or not. It gets a lot of buzz. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, writing's fun, man. And I've got, um, yeah, I've got another script I'm working on right now and actually three other scripts I'm working on right now. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> um, but you're also doing acting as well still, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I know the last the last movie I saw you in that we were, we were supposed to talk about about before was Don't Blink. It was a really good movie, and you know you was with a lot of a lot of actors that people know of, like Brian Austin Green. Um, how was it, how was it like working on Don't Blink? Uh, Don't Blink was really great. Uh, there was Brian Austin Green, Mia Savari, Joanne Kelly, and a great supporting cast. It was also myself. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was it was really good. Um, I produced that movie, so sometimes it was hard to be the producer and the actor at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was good. It was a good learning experience. And, um, you know, that, it's funny. I was looking challenge yesterday, last night, and there's Don't Blink <laughs> on, uh, on Showtime. Kind of cool. You know, a movie that I made is still out there. It's kind of cute cool. Yeah. Um. I, I. It seems like even talking to you right now, I know you're an actor, and you know, but it seems like you have a lot of passion in directing and writing, and um, this is almost like you coming to your own now with this, right? Uh, I'm trying to. You know, uh, I'd like to. I'd like to do more and more projects. Um, I'd like to do stuff that blows the socks off. You know, like we talked about Christmas Story. Uh, I would like to do something as good as Christmas Story before I die. That would be cool. Yeah. So that's I gotta keep on pushing. Yeah, going back to a Christmas story, um how um you know it's the the movie plays twenty four hours on Christmas and you know I I watch it at least twice you know can't watch it twenty four hours straight but I you know I've probably seen the movie I've seen the movie dozens of times um and, you know that movie you know transcends time and then there's this I think they have a sequel too which has I don't know it pretty much has yeah they, they had a sequel that they did. And uh, it got put up by Warner Brothers. I think financially it did well, but I don't think uh, the audience has really cared for it. Yeah. Um, not no fault of the actors whatsoever. From what I heard, they did a wonderful job. It's really hard to fill those shoes. Um, what else? Uh, I don't know what else can be done with Christmas Story without sort of raping the first one. Yeah, yeah, you can't. Like you know, it, it's gold. It's just like a uh, Porky's or Revenge of the Nerds. Some things you just can't touch, or you can't. You know, you can't do sequels to it. Just is you know, it's like to me, it's just a standalone movie. You know, like I don't know. Besides Die Hard, because I consider Die Hard a Christmas movie. A Christmas story yeah, is right up there. <laughs> 
Um, two more questions for you, Zach. Um, well, um, besides directing and acting, um, is 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 there if you wasn't involved in any of that? Um, if you say like, would you be like a Wall Street executive or something or any type of business um work that you would have been interested in? If if I got into any other industry, yeah. I think I would have gone into sciences. Oh, yeah, science? Yeah. Yeah, I think I would have gone into sciences or law. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Um, And my final question to you, Zach. Um, What would the Zach of today tell the Zach of yesterday? Work harder. Stop fucking around. Write more. Be consistent. <laughs> uh, learn everything you can and start doing it as opposed to... It's better to ask for forgiveness and ask for permission. Mm -hmm. So it's better. Younger Zach should have been writing more mm -hmm. and should have been directing when he was 25, not 45. <laughs> but, you know, but you're doing it now, so, you know, you never know what can happen from that. You never do. You have no idea. Yeah. Thank you very much, Zach. Zach, um, um, if you want to promote your social media, promote anything you got coming up. Yeah, uh, if people want to look me up, um, my, I got a Facebook. It's a verified account. It's Zach Ward, so hit me up on that one. Um, my Twitter is total, T-O-T-A-L, Zach Ward, Z-A-C-K-W-A-R-D, uh, at Twitter. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. And, and check out Restoration when it comes out May 3rd, and then let me know what you guys think. Uh, definitely, I would love to have you back to talk about restoration after I, you know, take a look at the film, and hopefully we can talk again. That'd be great, Jim. Love it. I appreciate that, and I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one.